I don't know if we'll ever be able to beat this. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving. Who? No pills gonna cure my ailment. I got a bad case of loving. Who? Who? <laughs> Best one yet. Um, <laughs> welcome to what I presume is your first alien podcast. I'm Thomas Medina, and joining me, he's really good in a tight spot, at least he has been historically, I'm sure he still is, Christopher Stennett, hello. That is me, yes indeed. I feel like I, well, just a bit of FYI to all the listeners, I I just told you, Chris, I can hear myself this week, (laughs) I've set it up so I'm monitoring myself in my headphones, and I think it's putting me off a bit so far to be honest <laughs> uh well you're always good in a tight spot oh thank you uh today's episode is the ghost monument uh written again by chris chibnall and directed by mark tonderai tonderai okay and it's the second episode of course and we're back and we get yep. intro titles for real so they were just saving it yeah um and oh, did wow. you like them well, I didn't mind the animation, mm. but as we said last week, we're not a big fan of the actual music. Yeah, yeah, like it's not bad, is it? But it's like, I would prefer something more new than going back to the classic thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, either old school, retro, all the way, or um new new stuff yeah and uh, ever since last week you you mentioned how it's kind of like just the classic theme with uh with some loud drum electronic kind of drum sound over the top i that don't really work i can't unhear just how loud the drums are compared to the rest of it as well now it's just uh yeah. If if you're listening to it quietly, it's it's only the drums you're getting. <laughs> They're that loud. Um, which oh well, I I'm, you know, what you're gonna do? They change these this thing every year or so now, so yeah, it should be fine. Yeah, it all. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, but I I like the visuals too. Uh, the the pretty yeah. um crazy out there one of the weirdest kind of titles we've probably ever seen um because it, a lot of it looks kind of um not just spacey but organic kind of stuff it's yeah like something living have we spoken about the new doctor who logo no yet? i don't think we have Did we? well i like it yeah yes yeah. i like it with the with the really golden like mm. like electricity state sort of vibe mm. and then the the TARDIS sort of flying through the through the words is very yeah cool. I like that a lot too that swish through the words um, yes it's elegant without being too distracting too fancy yeah yeah and not to cover last week's stuff again too much, but I, I was just thinking a bit more about um, their decision to change the aspect ratio to this wider um, frame. Yeah, two to one. Yeah, two to one. And 
like I still, it's, it's funny. I really like the two to one aspect ratio in general, just personally, <laughs> one of my faves, uh, because well, particularly yep. some Netflix shows have done it a lot. And, uh, and I think yeah. it's, it's a pretty cool kind of, because it's so kind of, uh, uh, it's so balanced as well. It's kind of so mathematically perfect, just two to one. I feel like there's a certain just kind of pleasure in looking at it. But also I've just been thinking, I mean, the goal of them to change it, you know, I mean, it's, it means anytime anyone wants to montage Doctor Who footage, it's going to be all kind of, well, it's going to be, old four by three stuff the classic and then all 16 by nine and then suddenly two to one so it's it's just going to jump all over the place um mm. which is a i don't know i don't know if they i i wonder if it was a big decision for them because it affects a lot <laughs> yeah certainly it feels more cinematic this season with yeah 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 i personally don't mind it and don't really notice that aspect ratio too much yeah yeah i do like it too and i i just i hope it i hope when we get all good doctor who montages both by fans and kind of official ones in the future that it'll all be fine they can always just crop in and out and stuff and make them the same yes yeah um great so that's the intro titles then we get reunited with our team and they get picked up by two different ships and start landing and crashing respectively yep (laughs) um this was probably my favorite part of the episode actually um not to peek too soon but just uh and not to keep talking about the technical way it's visually shot but they did a couple long takes in in the ships um yeah the camera just moving around while they're pressing buttons and talking and uh, i thought that was really cool yes reminded me a bit of fun oh yeah or the Serenity. yeah oh yeah true there's that at the start of serenity i think hey there's the really long one yeah yeah and yeah and of course spaceships yeah, it looks like they poured some money into it, really. It's just uh, <laughs> it's pretty visually great. Yeah. Indeed. And the doctor running around, um, basically taking charge and telling him what to do as yeah. always. always. Yeah, and I love how... Um, who is it? Who's with the doctor again? Which companion? Um, um, oh, yeah. Yes. Yaz, uh, I like how she wakes up and then... Uh, you know, the doctor's already like on it in the other room already arguing yeah. and running around and stuff. And she walks out into that. That's nice. Mm. It's all happening already. Yeah. And I like how Yaz asked more than once, I think, are we going to die? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and no one's really it's listening. Like, oh, <laughs> are we going to die? <laughs> it's, a, it's a solid question in that time. It's a very, very reasonable question. That's the funny thing, too, about this episode, how we've got three companions uh, at once off the bat, um, and they're in this life-or-death situation on a planet that wants to kill you. And uh, so it's all very weird, but 
they don't have to keep asking the doctor questions because they've got each other to be kind of like, this is weird, isn't it? Um, yep. <laughs> it's a different dynamic yeah. than usual. Very different dynamic. Yeah. Because really, you've usually got one companion who's always asking the doctor things. Yeah. Now they're sort of asking the doctor things and figuring it out amongst themselves. Yeah. Overall, in general, it feels like they're trying to not do all the um, typical already done a lot questions and stuff. And we'll get to the yeah. TARDIS. They don't ask, they don't say, why is it bigger on the inside and stuff? Um, in so many mm. words, at least. <laughs> uh, or, or I've noticed they have a bit more of the doctor asking questions as well. Mm. So yeah, and the doctor, and yeah, uh, the the, the doctor at the end before they find the TARDIS, uh, uh, is the one that kind of loses hope, and the companions don't, which is yeah. I found that very mm. very surprising. Yeah, she. I was a bit surprised she gave up that easily, um, but um, oh well. Especially considering that the TARDIS is. around in some space that's right gotta be nearby oh just a temporary lapse though it seems she's back out back on it yeah um good so jumping back around let's yes speak about yes let's get to kind of the the main plot situation of this episode so they crash on the planet and they've got the this pair who are the final um contestants in this kind of amazing race across the universe and need to get to the ghost monument and um Mm. yeah it was a pretty cool setup i thought i like kind of how straightforward it is but with some complex ideas and and stuff in there same here i um i like the dynamic between the the two competitors mm. and they were very obviously competing from the moment they saw each other. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're, I love their dynamic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, the, the guy, what a, what just a terrible <laughs> person. Hey, he's one of the, one of the doctor who classic terrible people. Usually, usually that'd be like a rich businessman or something in one of these episodes. I think of like um, mm. uh, Voyage of the Damned or something um, where, yeah, yes. there's always the rich businessman who's like clearly the worst person and everyone and the doctor hates them. Um, but maybe they'll mm. become a slightly better person by the end of the episode. But at least they're a very good hologram. Hologram or... Oh yes. Oh well, I was talking about the um, contestant guy actually, but um, that's a good point. They're both pretty bad. I don't think he's rich. Well, he's now, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I liked his backstory as mm. well. I mean, falling from a tree—you can't get much <laughs> better than that. Good life lesson. Indeed. Um, and what do you think of? The planet. The planet desolation. Mm. Well, 
first thing was it was it reminded me of Tatooine. Yeah. The three suns. Yeah, the the sand and the um, suns, yeah. Yes. Though it though it does have um, water on the, it, so that's a different Yes, it does. So obviously B can't touch mm. the water. So <laughs> Yeah. It's like a mirage. But it's actually there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I found the planet very, um, what's the word, cinematic? Mm -hmm. Sort of very, very um, wide open spaces with a lot to sort of get into. Yeah. Yeah, quite a, and it was quite an epic journey, it felt like, across this Mm -hmm. planet. Um. Yeah. One of the first, well, I suppose the first monster we come across are kind of those robot droid things. Um, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say first because we do, we do see the, um, uh, what are those things that, um, that get the guy when he's sleeping? Uh, like the cloth rags things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we do see them lying dormant um, earlier. Yeah, then the first is the. Yeah. yeah, there's some. There's a kind of ominous shot where it indeed pans down to one of them or something, and you're like, "What? That's... It's just a rag." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So that's right. We've got the two kind of main monsters of the episode the yep. the bandage people and the um worse shooters than stormtrooper droids um yep. <laughs> yeah okay we're definitely gonna keep those names <laughs> okay good bandage people and worse shooters than stormtroopers <laughs> okay perfect we'll see if they turn up later in the season <laughs> Yeah, well, the sands are of combines. So That's right. So much for them kind of saying there wouldn't be a season arc or repeat monsters or anything like that. We've already got the yep. Stenza back and yeah. and the bandage people mentioned the timeless child. So that's yes, that is our very so. ominous kind of um, question going forward. Indeed. What on earth is that about? Or what on Gallifrey is that about? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, well. Let's just stay on that for a second. So they they do that ominous talk about this the timeless mm. child. Do you have any? Um, well, first of all, do you did you enjoy that kind of moment? And what do you well, think it might I mean? I enjoyed the moment because how how scary it sort of was. Mm. Because you have seen what they have done before and then don't really see a way out of it. Mm, and the voice was very Voldemort. <laughs> yes, it was. Pretty creepy. Mm. Um, and any any thoughts on what the Timeless Child is or just at this point, no idea really? Um, uh, not at this point. Um, I mean, it's probably a reference to... The Doctor's childhood, mm. um, but yeah, we 
know very little about the childhood, so... Yeah. How do we refer to the Doctor now? Do we call it... Do we call the Doctor her childhood? Or do we say his childhood? I guess um, it's a good question. Uh, I and guess we can say both. Talk about in the episode when the doctor says, "Come today." I mean, mummy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really need you. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, but yeah, the timeless child thing. I. It, it does. It sounds so far pretty similar to, I don't know, a lot of things we've had recently doesn't it like the hybrid and the doctor's name all of which led to not much so we'll see how this goes Mm. yeah um but yeah the the rag things the sorry the bandage people um yeah they were pretty scary i thought not bad um but the robot droid things i don't even know why they were there really um I guess they chased our heroes a little bit, but uh, true. They don't really do a lot because they fired like stormtroopers. Yeah, everything. <laughs> That's right. And then they had that whole bit with um. Uh, I'm forgetting everyone's names now. What's his name? Who um grabbed a gun and ran out? Uh um Tuskegee. Um, who plays Ryan Sinclair? Ryan Sinclair. How could I forget? Um, yeah. yeah, they've got that bit where he gets a gun and runs out and tries to shoot them all, but then they just start shooting back. Um, mm. and the doctor's like, yeah, no guns. Um, which was nice and all, but I thought it didn't really tie into the episode much. I'd yeah. prefer the... If they're going to do a no-guns thing, make it fit the actual plot. Yeah. I just thought it was a big banner saying, we are not using guns from the dog dog. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kind of a a tangent, but, you know, not a terrible tangent. No. Um, Which is also something I feel like I should write down. Terrible tangent. We should watch out for terrible tangents. Um. Yeah, good. Which is, it's interesting, the gun thing, because, uh, yeah, I like that the Doctor's like that, but I also, I like that the Doctor's like that and that that makes it even better when the Doctor does use a gun, you know, because then you know it's yeah. serious. Um, yeah. Which David Tennant had a few great times doing that. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Although he used... never actually, did he pull the trigger? Um, not to shoot a person, I think. Yeah. Shot like a machine behind the master or something. Yeah. Um, and and Christopher Eccleston was v- very okay with Captain Jack having a massive gun. Um, <laughs> it was. Yeah. Actually, I think, oh, yeah, I think Eccleston got one as well when, um, when they both needed to break out of jail and go save Rose. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, good. Um, well, that was a tangent, actually. Sorry. <laughs> a terrible um, tangent. 
we've mentioned Yaz and Ryan Sinclair, um, but I think Graham continues to be my favorite. How about you? <laughs> um, I I was actually leaning more towards Yaz. Oh, great! A tiny bit. Um, I mean, I do love Ryan and um Graham, but I found mm. that their um talk about um about grace while it was necessary and mm. them i felt it does put a little strain on their relationship mm. yep so. certainly and um you saw that quite well in the acting i thought because yeah was and he said, um, and you don't talk about her enough. It was sort of like a real process of should I say this or should I? And then it was like probably five or six seconds before he actually said it. And I really liked that bit. Mm, very good. Yeah, I think uh, Graham is he's giving me a really good balance of mm. kind of funny quips and kind of serious um, and it was relationship awesome. kind of drama. Yeah. Yes. It, it can do no wrong basically so far. Um, yeah. Uh, and hopefully upcoming episodes have some more of Yaz. Cause I feel like of the three, she's had the least to do so oh, far. Yeah. We've, Barely got to know anything about her backstory. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Um. Shall we? Also, oh, uh, we already talked about how yeah the Stenza were yeah. mentioned again, so that could be an ongoing thing. That writing in the um tunnels. Hmm. That was quite cool. I thought the circular. Writing. Yeah. Bit like what they've done on Gallifrey, really. What did they do on Gallifrey? Again? Well, the Gallifrey writing is all in circles. Right. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I see. Yep. Yeah, that same kind of text. Well, yes, Looks no, very fancy. because Gallifrey are very, um, they're very straight lines with their circles. With um, this writing, mm. they're all sort of edges coming off the circles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Though it is interesting that those people wrote that message, you know, that they're coming to get us in a rush on the ground like that rather than just type it into their computers. But, uh, yep. That's okay. When you're, when you're getting chased down by killer robots, you just got to... Yep. Or yep. whip out the spray paint <laughs> and spray on the floor. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's get to the TARDIS. Yep. So the TARDIS is back. The exterior looks a bit more classic again. Um, a bit of a it reminded me of. Side. Yeah, it's got kind of the slightly darker and clean white lines yep. of. Um, maybe classic, a lot of mm. classic Who. Um, but yeah, fresh. Um, fresh, and definitely, yes. 
and then the interior, interior. Is what we're all about yeah what do you make of i it? really liked it but is it a bit too dark <laughs> you said you were right you said it's probably going to be dark or you wanted to you did you want it to be dark or you, you I thought, thought it would, it be, would dark? be dark but more a dark greeny blue rather than the metal mm. gray yeah yeah so it's uh, yeah quite a kind of almost industrial yeah. metal gray in the background and then those glowy crystals yeah. in the middle which is very different yes, indeed although it does um, remind me a tiny bit of tanned with the with the real orangey yeah. stuff in the middle and the pillars yeah, around true. it so yeah it's it seems very um it might just be because it's a bit more of a sparse layout but it seemed very yes, big to I, me I know walking in it seemed uh, very very big I yeah because they do they come yeah. inside and then cover like 10 or 12 steps or something before they get to the center yeah that's right uh, quite a long entrance Indeed, which is pretty cool. pretty cool but it does it does contribute to the big feel but really yeah um and pretty dark as you say yeah i noticed that too i thought it's a bit dark and there was a lot of smoke machine going on i don't know if they're gonna do that the whole time um but near the entrance there's so much smoke maybe it's <laughs> just um overheated um, a bit yeah. that's right yeah yeah probably um yeah what else is there? there's the mm -hmm. biscuit dispenser the um the hourglass Oh yeah, and there's there's like a little TARDIS yes. that spins around. Yeah, the like crystal ice sort of thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's cool. Yeah, it's in a way it kind of reminded me of uh, lightsabers. You know how they're powered yes. by crystals. It's like has has the TARDIS changed what it's powered by? Because previous ones seemed quite mm. electronic, really, and this one seems a bit more kind of. <laughs> crystal power yes more more um what's the word science fiction yes, science fiction that's, fantasy that's fantasy yeah totally um yeah so i uh, yeah i quite like it but keen to see more mm. keen to see how it settles in but course, I, I wasn't um, um brian can't touch it so Ryan can't touch it. Yep. Oh, yes, of course. Sorry. Mm. They say that. <laughs> um, uh, it, uh, I, I really liked it at first, and it looks really cool, but um, I don't know, kind of like last week's episode, it didn't blow me away quite the way I was hoping to. Maybe I had too high expectations for it in a way, but it didn't blow me away like, um, like honestly, both of Matt Smith's TARDISes blew me away the first time I saw them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Still, my favorite TARDIS interior is Matt Smith's first one from Eleventh Hour. I think that is just perfect. I love it. 
Do you have a favorite? I honestly quite like the all white of the um first and second and mm. however many doctors that were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not a bad one at all. Because it does feel very clean and special. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And there's there's something nice about how that's kind of on one level uh, rather than a staircase up. Yeah. It's certainly better for wheelchairs. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, where's the wheelchair ramp on some of these? Um, and even this one has, I think, two or three stairs. Yeah, yeah. Not as many stairs as Matt Smith's first one, yes. but a bit of leveling. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so there's Doctor Who making us talk about interior design for <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> but then again, maybe it's a tight dick against Daleks. Oh, yeah, it could be. Against the old Daleks that couldn't fight. Yeah. <laughs> or the old Cybermen who couldn't fly. Mm. Now everything can fly. Um. Okay, good. Anything else about oh, well, overall thoughts on this episode? Uh, overall, I actually, I don't know, I was a bit off about it. I wasn't very impressed. I um, thought it was just fine with some great stuff, but a fair bit of just kind of plain stuff, but just fine. Just How about fine. you? Um, I yeah. actually quite liked it. Okay. The um, real dynamic of competition and sort of just trying to survive. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. It was just thrilling and scary. And then at the same time, it was sort of heartfelt and really good dynamics between all the companions and these other two people. Um, good. I think that'll yeah. do us for this week. We'll be back next week. Here to play us out is the soundtrack from that Building a New Sonic scene from last week's episode, which is likely the 13th Doctor's new theme um, of sorts. Uh, In the meantime, subscribe to us on iTunes or any other podcast app or Pocket Cast or Spotify or YouTube, wherever. And until next time... you have the last good, word, Chris. Good um, I think <laughs> I need a doctor roundabout. Now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>